Welcome to Megadads Live episode 119. We are so glad you're here. Today we are joined by the very newest Megadad, Chris, to discuss Resident Evil 4 Remake, Viewfinder, Surviving Thanksgiving, and we've also got Super Positives and the Caboose. So strap yourself in, because this is Megadads Live. Hey, Antonio. Are you- Adam, how are you? Are you, are you uh- are you ready for an entire podcast recording session with two Vikings fans who are well and thoroughly prepared to kick your Chicago Bears' ass? I saw you guys talking in the Discord back and yeah. forth. I'm like, Minnesotans, they've, <laughs> they've infiltrated. There be thieves among us. We've been, I am, we've been eating hot dish all morning. I am sick about it. I can't believe it. Wow. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's an interesting time right now for the Chicago Bears because they're terrible and they're like record breaking terrible so it's like we're at we're at the top of our game guys we're at the top of our game i don't but they're not i, I mean they're terrible but they're not the terrible list no oh, no it's hard <laughs> to do that i don't know if it's the like the minnesota nice by the way i don't believe in minnesota nice i don't i think that's a I think that's you're a, a ray of sunshine. I have no idea what you're talking but, uh, about. <laughs> yeah, no, I, we, it's, I've, I've heard it more described as Minnesota passive aggressive. And that is, yes, way, exactly. that is way more accurate. But uh, it's it's that and it's the fact that my wife is from Wisconsin. So I'm constantly dealing with my in-laws and they're huge Packer fans. But like I, I, I don't, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to shit talk in regards to sports. Because as a Vikings fan, we don't know what it feels like to have a consistently good team or to win in any capacity that matters. I understand. Like, I thought you said like, oh, I don't trash talk with sports because you're physically incapable of throwing a football. But well, that too. <laughs> I was like, I understand <laughs> Adam. Yeah. You got like, noodles for arms over there, Adam. It's not your fault. It's been so long since I've played sports. I don't even remember what handedness I am. <laughs> <laughs> Mega Dads Live is a mature rated podcast. It's for the Mega Dads, the Mega Moms, but not the Mega Kids. So put on those earmuffs and let's go! So, so I am, I'm feeling good because I survived. I survived like chapter one of holidays. Yep. And Chris and I were talking about this before. By the way, the CW himself is is sitting in the third seat. Um, oh yeah, we didn't introduce. Here we go. Th this welcome to your first episode of Mega Dad's Live. Thank do you. you mind, do you mind me. if I call you the CW? You yes yeah I mean I mean no yes I don't mind. <laughs> Are you a yes. fan of the Vampire Diaries? I sure. It <laughs> sounds like w that I would probably yeah. turn off immediately, but <laughs> um, you you were talking about how it's been a long time since you podcast. It has, yes, it's been a, probably about two years. Yeah. Well, welcome to the most unprofessional podcast ever. We're gonna we're gonna ease you back in in the shallow end, but I am excited. Like I said, I survived chapter one of the holidays. Um, my wife and I, she, she's from Wisconsin. I was born and raised here in the Twin Cities, and so we kind of trade off going back and forth for the holidays. And while I love my my in-laws, my mother-in-law and father-in-law, they're great people. Um, going to, he did not enjoy his in-laws. Going, going, <laughs> going to small town rural Wisconsin is 
is not without challenges, right? And mm-hmm. and when you have big family get-togethers, like you cannot control that is not a sterile environment um, for opinions and <laughs> sterile and, uh, environment. I just I was talking to my wife on the way home last night about how like I feel like every time I go there it's like it's like starting a fresh game of I'm going to date myself here of breakout the old Atari's game mm-hmm. where you had like yep. the, the bricks at the top and slowly one by one you're chipping away at that at that brick wall until finally you get to a point where like the ball starting to penetrate and get up to the top and it's just ricocheting back and forth and that's like my nerves right that's like <laughs> that's like my defense where i'm just like i can't deal with this crap anymore um love my mother-in-law and my father-in-law but man some people just the rest of them suck they don't know <laughs> like when to turn it off right some people just don't have that natural social buffer (laughs) they just lead in with like the most extreme horrendous vile garbage that they vomit out at you and and given that i'm on i'm in enemy territory like it's my wife's side of the family like i'm not going to be the one to speak up and shut somebody down i'll do that all day long with my side of the family but i I am mastering the art of just keeping my mouth shut and smiling. And that's hard. You guys have that? Yeah. With anybody in your family? All the time. When somebody comes up to the table and they're just like, I don't know why everybody gets so offended when I talk about blank. <laughs> it's all like, don't you hate this? Fill in the minority yeah. group. Like, yeah. what is your problem, bro? Like, what century are you living in? It's it's just rough because you're around people that you're obligated to be around right. during Thanksgiving. It's, it's like a guess social what? contract. I was born into this like insane asylum, and now we're all like coming back. So yeah, it could, it could be rough. We were thank God sick and coveted and sick, oh, and so, so I've lucky missed. You had COVID. I know that's the first time. <laughs> like we had it, it was amazing. We missed three years. Now I've never had COVID, so we stood away from the people who had COVID, and sure enough, it was a super spreader COVID, like Thanksgiving. So we we didn't go. So we've missed three now, and it's been very healthy. Uh, You've to, missed to three miss Thanksgivings in yeah, a row. Yeah, Will would be very very happy. Like very proud of you. Yeah, I, I do have to deal with some of that. Chris, what do you think? Or are you the one bringing the opinions? You're like, well, the thing about religion <laughs> yeah. and politics and money. Is- We're gonna learn a lot about Chris today. <laughs> yeah, no, I am. I see the the beauty of getting older is that, uh, in my opinion. I don't feel like I need to censor myself anymore. And it's mm. not in sharing those opinions. It's for it's 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 in calling out the people that have those yeah. those standpoint like those views and stuff. So thankfully, like I was telling Adam, um for the most part, uh my my in-laws well, my in-laws and, and, and the family as a whole, we all we all share the same oh, good. for the most part, our belief system is all pretty pretty in line with with what everybody else thinks but we have we have our outliers and you know in the end it all comes down to maybe some good natured ribbing but you know there's like a there's like a layer uh, you know beyond that where it's like haha we're laughing we're joking but inside we're like okay all right we're, we're <laughs> each other up like we're you know we're, 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 watch we're, kinda, the... we're facing <laughs> off but yeah it's it's i don't know again i'm, I'm thankful to not be as exposed to it as I think a, a lot of people are around these uh, around these times. So, I love the Thanksgiving where you show up to the family of the person you're you know with and you're like dating or whatever, and it's like you come to that first thing and you're like, oh, 
open up the door and you're like, oh, so this is what I'm signing up for. Yeah. It's like red flags everywhere. And you just like, <laughs> you just ignore them because you're in love and then you're stuck with that forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you, it's, then it's a beautiful it. time. Thanksgiving is fantastic. Uh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> Get a little break and, and, and then we'll just, we'll do it again in three or four weeks and, and, just oh, that's just it. Like, this is just the opening buffer. salvo. It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. round two. God, you think Thanksgiving is bad. Wait till Christmas and then... The best part of the podcast, we want to get to know each other. So I got a quick question, okay? Christmas shopping timing. I am one who is late to everything. There goes Adam acknowledging it. And I always do my shopping absolute last minute. I've gotten better, but... Christmas shopping, are you done? It is as the time of this recording, five weeks, maybe four and a half weeks to Christmas. We are right there, right around the Thanksgiving holiday, Black Friday. As soon as that week's over, it's a mad dash. Adam, where are you with the promptness of shopping? Are you done? You don't do any <laughs> shopping, do you? Your wife is uh, like, get all over your face. I am, I am. Yeah, I'm beholden to my wife. She takes control oh. of so many things in our lives that I just, I I don't have <laughs> any say. Um, and I just kind of have to sit back and wait for her to be done. And um, I, it, her Ouch. thing is like over the, over the Thanksgiving weekend, she's like, I'm going to throw a whole bunch of stuff in the Amazon shopping cart for the kids. And then we'll go through and decide what it is we want to get. I'm like, how am I supposed to get any shopping done for you? And I just have to like basically wait until she's done with the whole big picture of shopping and Christmas. And then I go in and I swoop in at the last minute and and try to clean up and get stuff for her and a few things for the kids. But man, I have no say. I am not the boss here at all. Do you get stuff like for your wife super late? Like, okay, you, you got the one big thing delayed it happens to you so like she's Mm -hmm. not opening anything christmas morning she's just like putting a brave face on single tear like down her cheek she she gets stuff i'm just i'm very terrible about doing it in advance i am very much last minute kind of guy and i i am not that kind of person in like i like structure and planning and i like to have everything laid out in front of me but for some reason when it comes to shopping for my wife She's very different from me in the sense that, like, she doesn't um, enjoy things. <laughs> like, uh, you look you look around here, and it's like I am just buried in fun crap. And like, my wife is like, I'll be like, "What do you want? What do you want for Christmas?" And she'll be like, "A new vacuum," you know, and it's that kind of thing. Or like, is she German? Yeah. Okay. We we both are. Is that, that was meant to be a joke? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Yeah, I was like, "What are you trying to say?" Oh, now Antonio is no. that guy at the I... family get together. Um, but she just <laughs> likes thing. She likes getting things that help in life. Whereas, like, I don't, I don't want anything practical. I want like yeah. art books and 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 vinyl records and things like that. And so I end up getting her the stuff that she quote unquote wants, but it's not fun. Like it's nothing she's gonna open up and be like, woo! Like super Here, babe, here's those new forks. Right. There's plenty, there's plenty of relationships where like 
a vacuum that that'll get you killed like yeah. that's don't do that like that's and, that's yeah like, no lie my dad you thought my i mom. wanted this new vacuum yeah no <laughs> like, she legit wants the vacuum <laughs> my, my dad brought my mom a vacuum for their first christmas and she cried for what reason like she was oh. happy or she was sad <laughs> what, what? No, Adam, goddamn, no! It's like this is a not normal thing. People do not want a no, vacuum I know. No. for Christmas. So she was she was heartbroken, and we bring it up every year just to like dig the dig the knife a little deeper. So it was the gift that kept on giving. What do you think, Chris? You get your shopping done right away, three months ahead. You're buying everything in the summer. Well, so we have a a, a, a situation. So I'm I'm a lot like Adam in, in his relationship. Uh, my wife does all of the shopping. Yes. Um, she gets she gets all that stuff, and she'll like talk to me, and we'll discuss things and, and stuff like that. But um, we so I made I made the jump to be a full time content creator a number of years ago, and at that time we knew it was going to be one of those things where like, okay, we're gonna have to like tighten the straps a little bit you know yeah, so we've you. kind of been under an agreement for the last couple of years that like we don't really buy each other's stuff yeah mm -hmm. she's oh, wow. worse at following that than i am which always makes me look really cool um, <laughs> but that's that's gonna be changing soon because I'm, I'm kind of moving out of that now and getting into you know uh, uh you know getting a new job and stuff like that so it's gonna be weird to adjust back into it but really i don't do a lot of Christmas shopping for anybody at this time. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of I'm excited to to you know it probably won't happen this year because I'm still waiting for some stuff to go through. But I think next year, like I'm gonna go a little nuts. People are gonna, yeah. I hear gonna, you. I gotta, I gotta make up for some lost time. So do you have that thing that I have often where it's like you're you're at a gift giving event and they open it and they're like, wow, thanks, and you're like. I didn't know we got that. <laughs> You're yep. legitimately surprised. Enjoy your, as much as, yeah. uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I love giving gifts in general. Like, I want to give you something that's going to make you cry. Something heartfelt, like a, like a vacuum. It's time once again for the Mega Dad's Holiday Special. We hope you've been extra good this year because we have our biggest show ever. Featuring your favorite Mega Dad's characters. We'll have sing-alongs, baking disasters, gift giving, and of course a visit from Santa himself. So make sure you mark your advent calendar because the Mega Dad's Holiday Special will be airing live December 22nd at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time only at youtube.com slash megadads. We'll see you there. Well, we're going to move on and we are going to really get this show going with our Mega Dad's being super positive. Every month we bring something that's bringing us joy uh, to the table. I'll start uh, kind of keeping in line with what we've been talking about in large crowds of people. I still have these moments. I don't know about you guys, but where I'm out in the world and I'm uh, amongst large crowds of people, which normally I do not like, but I have not lost the appreciation of the fact that we are able to actually do this again. Mm -hmm. um, post COVID, I, you know, in the thick of COVID, we all were unsure if we'd ever be able to be out with other folks again, like the world literally shut down. And I've gone to a few concerts with my wife. We have talking about going to the mall and things like that and just being out among, going to Santa Claus and all that stuff and being amongst people which by and large, I don't like people, 
But I appreciate the fact that we can be amongst people. And I, every once in a while, I will just kind of like stop. And it doesn't matter where we are, but if we're um, amongst a sea of society, just really be thankful and, and happy that we are able to do that again. Uh, and I hope I never lose that. So in, in a time where we're going back to celebrating holidays and things with family and stuff, we weren't able to do that for so long. I just, I want everybody to really appreciate the fact that we can actually get together as people again in a safe way. And I think that's just something worth celebrating every month. Hondo P. Yeah. I, 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 I never got the vid. I, we stood inside quite a bit and I just went to a, a concert, uh, for the first time. Um, like you go uh, to the, you go to see the wiggles. What'd you go a, see? It was a rap concert. Like we went to see uh Coda, the friend it, it's a Chicago thing. Um, okay. and we were just like, I was going so hard and they're like, why is this guy so excited? I'm like, cause I haven't been out in like a decade. Like it was, yeah, it, right. was it was insane. They asked me when was the last concert I went to and I, I couldn't really remember. I think it was like five years. So it was, it was interesting, but yeah, I, I think get concerts it. in particular, you get in such like a Zen state, like everybody's kind of moving or singing or, you know, it's such a AV experience that it just penetrates your senses. But if you look at that sea of people, depending on the size of the concert or whatever, there's just something even more like, oh my God, we're doing this again, right? Like the world is back and it feels so good. Counterpoint, I, I have been sick constantly <laughs> since I've gone out. I wasn't sick for four, three years or whatever it was. And then now I have had the sniffles for like 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Way to counterpoint my super positive. <laughs> What's yours, Antonio? What's your super positive? Um, my daughter is singing Christmas songs on her own. We'll just be in the car, and she's like, Christmas Eve is coming soon. No, and just like, and then some, mm -hmm. you know how like you don't know the words as a kid oh, yeah. completely? So she'll improvise lyrics, and it'll just be beautiful. It'll be like, but I love the old world and the new one's not bad too. And she like starts, she like does what amounts to, I believe she's jazz scatting, oh. uh, which I don't know where she like picked up. And it's incredible. And it brings me joy that she loves Christmas music. We are ones that begin uh, Christmas music the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, so we start earlier. It was this year. It was, uh, after halloween because we couldn't wait but she loves christmas music and i do too and hearing her little little voice like singing in the back it's just it's adorable that's my super positive i love christmas music it's rocking all the time at our house my, my son's been been kind of doing that same thing he's yeah isn't that great and they like they totally butcher the lyrics like they got oh, yeah. no clue and it doesn't matter you just sit or there it's and the laugh. same two lines just over and over and uh, over and it's cute until it's not cute anymore <laughs> <laughs> you're butchering it <laughs> oh we got to teach you the rest of the song buddy um but my super positive um is a, it's a it's a it's a, it's been an ongoing one um but i very slowly am making uh headway i'm uh, i'm waiting for a uh, career opportunity that i've i've spoken with you guys about it. it's one of those like weird things that i can't talk much about it but i have like updates that are slowly like getting fed to me and and things are happening and it's like 
I'm just, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be, you know, getting closer to this, this, this thing that I've been waiting for, for literally half a year now. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just, yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's going to be an amazing opportunity for myself. It's going to be an amazing opportunity, opportunity for my family. Um, and it's, it's just something I, I can't wait to talk more about. I've been so excited to do it for so long and, uh, haven't been able to, but we're, it's, we're, we're inching ever so, ever so close. So I, good I change. I love it, good change. Mm -hmm. You've been, you've been like, ever since you joined on board with the team, you've been super cagey about this. And I'm like, is he just like <laughs> building a drug empire or something? Like he's, he, he can't talk about it. Must be illegal. Yeah. Gotta be illegal. Well, that's one of the things too, where I'm like, I, I want to commit to doing more stuff with you guys. And it's like, it's been holding me back. So it's, it's like as positive as it is, it's also been like just a major disruption for, for whatever else I'm doing in life. So it's, um, yeah, it, it's, and there's a lot of question marks around it regarding that stuff too. And I, I, I can't even talk about it because I sound super so exciting. <laughs> Life changes all the time. Like I said, good change is good change. And we're very yeah. happy and excited for you. So hopefully yeah. it all works out. Yes. And I'm and hopefully excited. the cops don't catch on. That's oh, what right. I'm, I've got yeah. my fingers crossed. Where for do you. we hide exactly. the money, Adam? Yeah. Maybe we could just bleep out the last 45 seconds of what I've been talking about. That well, this whole episode is going to be like an, it's going to be like an episode of Dateline. You're going to be blurred out. Your voice is going to be real like this. And, and nobody knows who right. you are. This will it's take great. on new context in the courtroom. Yep. All right. Let's start talking about games. We've got a ton of games to talk about. I, uh, do you guys mind if I take lead? Go ahead. Fire away. Okay. I got two games, one of which is a game we've never talked about before. One of which Antonio talked about, I believe four or five months ago. Yeah. But I finally, finally have been playing or have played through Resident Evil 4. Stay back. I am a Resident Evil super fan. I've been up, I've been down on this series. I remember playing the original on PS1 because I'm a thousand years old. So like I, I've been in from the ground floor and I fell out of favor uh, with the series around the time of Resident Evil 6. But these remakes and the rebound of this series since Resident Evil 7 has been nothing short of phenomenal. Uh, I, I really believe that these remakes that they've done two, three, and now four, it's like some of the most polished and fantastic gaming you can have on modern consoles right now. Resident Evil 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, the Resident Evil 3 remake, even though I wasn't a huge fan of 3 uh, originally, I think the remake really did some great choices of just making that a streamlined action experience. And four, of course, is kind of like where this series took off towards that that action viewpoint. Um, it is a game that is all about plowing through and overcoming the, the, the horde of evil. Resident Evil obviously is a horror game, but I think this, this title in particular is kind of the pinnacle of what I think good Resident Evil is, where you start off undersupplied, uh, outnumbered, 
and really just like running for your life. But by the end of it, it you hit that like midpoint. And then by the end of it, you're like rocking these pimped out shotguns and machine guns and rocket launchers. And you're, you're suited up with your armor and you've just like finessed this ultimate action hero in Leon. And I think Resident Evil 4 is just like, it is such the perfect embodiment of that kind of Resident Evil structure. Um, this game does a fantastic job of uh, a great economy in the system where, you know, older Resident Evil games is all about kind of hoarding your ammo and trying to find and scrounge uh, what you can, what supplies you can to survive. But in Resident Evil 4, you're really able to invest in your character thanks to like the the money and treasure system. Mm-hmm. Antonio, well, you're you're obviously Chris. Have you played this game? I have. It's actually one of the games that I've I've created content for the entire playthrough. Is okay. Viewable. It. I mean, so you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Where this game, you really have to push into the fight to get treasures and gold that you can then take to the merchant and invest in better weapons. And you can't get everything, so you have to decide. Okay, what's yeah. like what's my core set of weaponry? How am I best going to uh, overcome what's in front of me? I personally was like really invested in my shotgun. So I just like souped up my shotgun as best as I could. I I threw out the the, the crossbow thing because that wasn't doing any good. But like I got a really great shotgun, a really great sniper rifle, and the game just encourages you to kind of cater your play style and really invest through gameplay and through this treasure system back into the experience. And it's just such a great hook, right? Like it's, it's so much fun. Uh, the graphics are phenomenal. This resident evil engine is just outrageous. Uh, the yeah. environments in RE4 where you can go through these caves that are just like, you know, they're dank and wet and there's storms outside and the lighting cast from the torches. You can see enemies coming around the corner. I, it's not my favorite resident evil. I I still think two is my favorite of all time, but resident evil four is just a gem. And, uh, I wanted to bring it up because I think there's some controversy right now because it's being considered one of the games of the year. And everybody is having this debate of can a remake be the best game of the year kind of a thing. And I think that a title like this absolutely deserves to be in that consideration. You you can have a remake and a remaster that doesn't really put in the work. I mean, look at the Metal Gear collection right now, which is basically just an upscaled port. But Resident Evil 4, they rebuilt this thing and it is just phenomenal. What are your what are your thoughts on this, Chris? I, I'm a big fan. Resident Evil 4 Remake was actually my first time playing through the game. I couldn't, I didn't, I I tried playing the PS2 version and um, just aesthetically, like, it was so just not pleasing to me. Like, a lot of browns and just, yeah. you know, like, I, I, I think the controls for me, like, just, they didn't, it didn't click with me at the time. But like you said, the things that they've been doing with, with Resident Evil basically since since seven alternating remakes and new entries um i was actually blown away by four and how village resident evil village is essentially four already there are so many things from four that made it into village and village was my game of the year uh when it released um in what 2019 2020 something something like that um so yeah i I, i'm a big fan adam have you did you 
play the separate ways DLC as well then? I haven't yet. I just finished the main campaign a few days ago. Uh, I will be getting I will be getting that because I I just love this series again. It's so cool to to have a franchise as long standing as this make such a strong comeback, right? Like I just mm -hmm. I love everything they're doing. So I will be playing it. I haven't yet have you? I have. Yep, I, yeah. I did. I, and that was obviously my first time with that as well. Just kind of a unique perspective, seeing things from 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 what Ada Ada Wong went through. Um, but yeah, it's I I agree. It's 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 become one of those franchises where I uh, I, I I can't. We, we got to be getting close. Maybe the Game Awards. I don't know. But we got to be getting close to seeing whatever's next for that franchise. Whether what, what what's what's after Village, the the next new entry, Resident Evil. I right. guess that would be nine. Then we're on the ninth one. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, bring it on! I everything that they've been doing is uh, just gold to me. You think and it they're... should just uh, have a contention for Game of the Year then a remake? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. It, in fact, based on uh, based on the options that are up there, um, it's not it, it, my Game of the Year is not up for up for voting, which is a travesty. But uh, of the game of the options that are there, Resident Evil Four is my is my highest. That's the one that I would go with of the ones that are there. Antonio, did you finish this this game? Did you get all the way through? I, I, I played the demo, and that was my that was uh, and I stopped there. I didn't pick up the game. I'm so upset that I haven't. Um, it we had something happen where I couldn't uh, continue at the time, and then I didn't come back to it. You're totally right about the engine being like it just keeps on giving it is fantastic from the lighting effects to the way that the um like an re2 the dismemberment now is just yeah way above like other games like they're it's not overdone and it's it's just when it happens and like guts just spill out you're just like whoa or like when something reanimates it's just like creepy and, well, and, and it's amazing and this game has the whole Lost mm -hmm. Plagas thing where the parasites will rip out of yeah. the body. Mm -hmm. And it's super gross, but it's realized so well in, in with this new engine. Like the way that the, the bodies, it's really gross, but the way that the bodies tear in different ways. And um, I had this moment where I came around a corner and I pulled my shotgun out and there was a guy like right in front of me. And I blasted him right in the abdomen and his torso yeah. went flying back like three, four feet and his legs just dropped where they were. Like you were talking about the oh. the, the real precision damage and stuff. Yeah. Just really great, gross horror details in gaming. Uh, but, and the environments are just fantastic. The castles and the caverns and the, the labs. Like this game really takes you on a journey visually in, in regards to like level design. Resident Evil 2, obviously, it's all in that city, but Resident Evil 4, it goes from the village to the castles to the caves to the labs. It takes you all across this weird place, um, and each one is visually distinct and, and fascinating. Did you guys get a chance to play Village? Have you guys? Yes. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I was yeah, actually yeah. thinking of um, replaying it in VR because I haven't done that yet. Oh, yeah. <gasps> okay. Oh, that's going to be awesome. And I, I think I think with like one of their latest updates now, I think you can play the entire entirety of Village. I know we're not talking about the Village right now, but apparently we are. Um, apparently, you can play the entirety of it now in third person. Yes, um, 
Whoa. instead of first person so that's that's something i haven't done but i did play the i played the dlc for that in, in third person but i was just yeah it's just, it just i was gonna say if you haven't and you like four do play village because that the 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 it's way very inspired crossover by, yeah. is kind of crazy the, the only part of resident evil i don't like is the puzzles and i i I love Resident Evil 2 for the setting and creepiness and the fact of like in the remake, I understand needing to go and get the key. Oh, it's over there. I have, you know, the, the limited inventory management and then having to like do the puzzles is, just turns me off. But once the series hit more action, Resident Evil 4 became my favorite. So I'm very excited to go back. You highly recommend it. And I, and I do want to get in there, but I also like the story based, like creepy, like uh, first person um, that they have also done. So I feel like the series is like evolved and transformed and has, yep. it's on a spectrum and it's like, I don't know if there's any one sweet spot. I wouldn't mind if they just kept bouncing between. Sure. Um, but I am excited for what comes next. Yeah, it's it's a great series franchise that is revived. I, I will say one more thing before I move on to my next game. I don't want to take too much time. But as a dad and as a guy who has limited time and as somebody who like what you just pointed out, resource management, all that stuff, I highly recommend playing these games on easy. Mm. And especially if you like that action feeling Playing through a Resident Evil, especially like a remake where the emphasis is really on that action, playing on easy, you just keep moving forward. You don't have to worry so much about what you got. You can experience the all the all the highs without the frustration uh, or the you know that anxiety that you might get of oh my god, I don't have enough of this to get through here. I play all of these on easy now, and it's I mean I don't think I'm sacrificing anything at all. The game uh, Resident Evil 4 kept going. I thought the game was wrapping up uh, in the, the original playthrough that I had um, in the OG one. And it's like, oh, wow, there's another massive section. Yep. Oh, wow, there's another massive It's a building. big game. And then there's a structure under the structure within this. And it just kept going. Is it, uh, did I hear that they did cut some things out, right, for length? Or is it quite a lengthy game as far as it just kind of feels like it? You know, they always kind of pull that thread, the thing yeah. that keeps you going. It's like, well, your princess is in another castle, and they kind of do that over and over and over in the original. Is it the same way in the remake? I mean, as with all the other remakes that they've done, there are edits, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and some people will have varying opinions about some things being taken out, being worse or better. Uh, I, I, The core of the game, the core structure is is still there. There are some things that are taken out a lot of that game, that original game, was based around quick time events. There was a ton of QTE in the original Resident Evil, and obviously none of that is... They've, they've turned some of that into active events. They've taken some of that stuff out altogether. Um, but I, I, I don't... I, it's a big game. It's definitely a, a, a lengthy game, so... Yeah, I think from what I when I what I read, it seemed like the stuff that they took out was less for like like shortening the game and more just for continuity's sake, just things that maybe make more sense and weren't maybe maybe just just kind of fluff in the in, in the original. Yeah. Sweet. So. All right, the other game I want to talk about, I just picked up last night, and I'm almost done with it. So it is a short experience. But it is truly phenomenal, and that is Viewfinder. 
I'm playing this on PS5. It's on PS5 and PC. And this is a um, environment-based puzzle game in first person. Think The Witness. Think Portal. And the I'm not going to talk too much about it because it is a narrative puzzle game. So as you as you uncover more puzzles and and the the, the game mechanics layer on top of themselves, you learn more about this world and I don't want to spoil any of it because I truly think it's one of the best puzzle games I've ever played. But the conceit, the 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 foundational theory on this game is what if an image, whether it's a photograph or a painting, was a portal into another world. So you start in this in this environment. Um, each puzzle is kind of like a self-contained room. And you have a variety of images that you use to solve puzzles. And you'll find, say, like a photograph. And you hold it up in front of you in the screen. And then you press, you press the right trigger button and the photograph becomes imprinted on the world around you and you can now walk through it. So if I took a picture of this room behind me and I took it, say, upstairs into my living room and I held up that photo and I pressed the R trigger button, I could then walk into that room. Think of it like that. So it's kind of like Portal, right? And the the, the that that mechanic is, first of all, it's just brilliant to watch in real time because you can put it anywhere. You can take any image and place it anywhere in the environment. You can put a, a image of a hallway on a solid wall and all of a sudden you can walk through that wall into the hallway. And you're trying to get to these teleporters that will end the level. Um, they layer on over and over with different kinds of images you can put paintings on so all of a sudden you're walking from real life into this beautiful watercolored painting that's awesome um, they do one where it's like a, a children's drawing but in crayon so all of a sudden you're walking into this child's drawing uh, eventually you get a camera so you're taking the pictures that and you have to you have to navigate they don't just give you the preset image. You have to find out what the right image to take is to progress to the next part of the level. And this whole thing is like a computer simulation. And the more it layers on, the more like the code starts to scramble and break and things get really weird in that beautiful portal-esque way. You know how the f further you get into that game, the more you realize, oh, this shit, there's, there's so much more going on than I really think. Sweet. Um, this game reminds me of Portal so much, Unfinished Swan so much, where it just unravels this tapestry of beautiful puzzle design that isn't just, like, technically brilliant to see, like, how are they doing this? But the answers to these puzzles, and when you figure it out, you get that brilliant aha moment of... I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe I just achieved that. And then under it all, there's a really, really cool and beautiful story being told. And I almost played through this entire thing in one sitting, except I'm playing it with my son and he's really invested in it too. We're doing it together, solving these puzzles together. And he went to bed last night, so we weren't able to complete it, but it's a short experience. It's on sale right now. I used some of my PlayStation stars credit and I got it for 10 bucks in addition to the Black Friday sale. It's probably gonna end up being like four hours long. I really, really recommend that if people like these environmental puzzle games, 
um, that tell great stories in unique and immersive ways, please give Viewfinder a try because it is one of the most just like mind-blowing gaming experiences I've had all year. It's so cool. Excellent. Excellent. I don't really like puzzles, as I talked about in a recent episode. Uh, Cocoon is an indie game that released on Game Pass. Highly recommended, and it had the same concept of like world within a world. Yeah. And opening paths. There was a game like this called Super Liminal that came out in. Uh, it was developed by Pillow Castle in 2019, mm-hmm. and that's what this kind of reminds me of. And I, aside from not liking puzzle games in general. They, they scare me because I'm like, how did they make this? And yeah. it, you fear what you don't understand. And my mind is blown. But for games like this with their visual perspective, warping everything with these kind of mechanics, like make me fearful. Like I want to go hide under my bed when I see clips of games like this because I'm just amazed in that like way by these games. Uh, is it difficult? Would you say do you get stuck? It's, I've gotten stuck a couple of times, um, but I will say once I figured it out, it was such a, oh, duh. Right. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if I'm just stupid or if like, <laughs> it's everything that you need to solve the puzzle is in this really small self-contained area. And it's just about how quickly you attach to what the game is trying to communicate to you. Um, in regards to being kind of scared about the concept there, the story being told in this game without giving any sort of spoilers is very much playing into that kind of perception of the gameplay world within a world. What happens when you go too deep? Um, yeah. What what are what are the what are the um, problems with creating new worlds and what does creation mean? Kind of a thing. It's it's very Inceptiony, right? Like you go further into the game and you start to think about what you're doing. And if, yeah, it's, it's super trippy and very, very creative. The Caboose is the final segment of Mega Dad's Live where we bring a recommendation to you people about things that we've been enjoying outside of the world of video games. Antonio, you want to go first? So it's the holiday season. We thought you'd, we'd do something special. So a lot of things... Um, we've been trying to push lately our experiences right so trying to get out there you know post-covid type stuff and there's something called disney 100 uh going on where disney's celebrating their you know anniversary in a lot of different ways you may have seen like commercials and little uh shorts that they've released so they're pushing it as a campaign in different ways one of the things is a live in-person museum slash art exhibit experience where they bring like attractions from different movies they have like uh little short screenings uh i'm sure they're gonna have plenty of merch that you can buy and stuff like that so i'm going to disney 100 and i'll report back uh the chicago experience um today actually so i'll be back next time to kind of talk about disney 100 the live thing it's i think it was like a 20 30 dollar ticket or i believe if i'm not mistaken and um it's like five galleries or something that you go through marvel stuff and star wars is is featured like all sorts of things so i'm uh looking forward to it excellent disney 100 experience i gotta look that up because that sounds like something my kids would really like 
Chris, do you got a recommendation in your caboose? Yeah, I um, for for those that know me, I live my life through spreadsheets, and that's <laughs> how I experience things. Um, I nice. I don't. It's I I get crippled by decision making, so I'm <laughs> like I don't want to do it anymore. So if there's something I want to watch or something I want to play, it goes onto a spreadsheet. I randomize that mother, and we uh we go. Um, so that is how I started watching uh the HBO show Barry. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Barry. No, I haven't, but I hear great things. Yeah, I just finished up the final season. Um, it took it took me a while. I, I watch a season of something, move on, and then I come back to it and all that stuff. I've got I've got a, I've got a rhythm. I got a routine. Um, but I finally finished up Barry, and I boy that show. If you guys have not seen Barry, it's dark. It's it's got some it's got some there's some tough stuff to watch. But overall, I don't think there's a show that's kind of just continually kind of circumvented my expectations Mm. all the way through um really bite-sized episodes are like half hour 35 minutes at most per episode 10 episodes a season um i think there was five seasons but just amazing acting just if, if if you guys have not seen Barry, I'm 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 super late to the party. You guys are probably all everybody else is like, duh, yeah, no, thanks. I haven't seen it. We, I, come with yeah. one of us. Um, Looking forward yes, to it. Strong strong recommend for 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 Barry. Nice. I am definitely limited in the things that I am able to watch. Um, by the time my kids the time. go to bed, and it's like, oh, I can watch the thing I want. So yeah. now Barry is a Barry is a like you said, it's a ultra violent show right it's yeah it's it's got it's the it's whole dark. the whole concept yeah the whole thing is 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 dark i guess for those that don't know it's it's about it's about a a a, a veteran who ends up uh becoming a hitman and the adventures that that takes him on and whole oh, buddy does he go <laughs> on some adventures <laughs> so. i've seen clips so one of the strongest endings to a show I think I've ever seen, too. Wow. So. That's Barry. All right. Well, my caboose is going to be probably the only of its kind in the history of this show. As people know, I am a big, dumb-dumb, uneducated uh, fella. But I'm going to recommend a book. And I don't read a lot. Because I like things to happen in pixel format, polygons. Um, but I am currently reading, I'm almost finished with Dave Grohl's autobiography, oh, The Storyteller. Okay. And if anybody knows me, you know that Foo Fighters, are, that's the soundtrack to my life. I am, I've been to eight concerts. I have all the albums, know all those songs by heart. Dave Grohl is like my idol. Um, so my family got me this book last Christmas and I'm finally getting into it. And it is such a fascinating story to see to see somebody go from just a lover of music. And, and, and I, I am a big music fan. I love writing music and performing music, things like that. And to just kind of experience his life in this, in this format of him telling stories about how he took his first lessons and he had no money and he toured with his first band and he lived in a van for how long? To the point where he's like performing at the Kennedy Center honors with for the president and Paul McCartney, who's like one of his close friends. It's such a fascinating journey of just like somebody who really took 
the passion of creativity and made such an amazing life for himself and went to such amazing places. Um, if you are a fan of Foo Fighters, it is a fantastic read. If you like autobiographies, it's a fantastic read. It's such such a story, um, and I love it. And I don't read a lot because, like, I I struggle finding that quiet and and letting my brain settle down enough to actually read a book. Um, but I'm plowing through this one. So Dave Grohl, the storyteller, is my recommendation to you. Dope, awesome. That sounds amazing. That's going to do it for this episode of Mega Dads Live. We want to thank Antonio and the CW. <laughs> Thanks. Good job, Chris. This is your first Mega Dads Live experience. You did fantastic. He did great. I love his I opinions. Blast. He's got a fresh take. Fresh take. We like fresh. We like fresh and different viewpoints on this show because, I mean, after nine years of listening to me, people, oh, he's going to recommend a third-person action-adventure from PlayStation. He hates multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for joining us and providing some fresh perspective. We want to tell everybody to stay tuned December 22nd. <gasps> we're going to be doing a live community watch-along of the Mega Dads Holiday Special, our third annual holiday special. There's going to be all sorts of shenanigans, uh, baking sing-alongs a trip a visit from santa all sorts of great stuff and look at antonio's smile he's got he's got plans he's got I, uh, plans these plans are very big and if it works out we'll see so join us live here at youtubecom megadads december 22nd at 8 p.m. central standard time for that thank you for listening to this episode of megadads live we'll see you next time bye